All right. That's Marvel. Marvel. This is a nice Thor Ooh. little one design, but oh. I'm not interested in Donny Cates or Thor if Thor doesn't have tits. So today, today, on this very episode, here and now, here and whenever you're listening, we're going to talk about Little Bird. Time is relevant. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> what I meant was time is relative. It's also relevant. Little Bird uh, is a comic published by Image, and it is written by Darcy Van Polgeest and Polgeest, yes, Darcy Van Polgeest and Ian, and drawn by Ian Bertram. It's a really interesting concept. This book it follows a young resistance fighter battling against the Holy American Euro- or Empire, the HAE, or as I wanted to say, the Hey Hey. <laughs> is uh, gripped by a disfiguring and crippling disease and equipped with something called the resurrection gene. Yeah, uh, this book definitely kind of had felt a little bit like a cyberpunk kind of world, but I wanted to coin the phrase biopunk, where it's it's like a futuristic body horror punk. Mm -hmm. Um, It kind of reminded me of Akira, and in fact, it had been actively compared to Akira in places that I looked at. Where? You're going to have to take my anime card away from me because I've never actually watched Akira. It's got some body horror science stuff going on for it. And I believe you. Yeah. Uh, so this book, again, has been compared to Akira. Mm-hmm. It's also been compared to East of West and Saga for its scope, drama, and surrealism. You can definitely see the Saga reference. Yep. Oh, rude. I know. You get one. I get one. You get one. Uh, in you but know, I got that. Can in I th- throw my hat in the ring? Yeah, that definitely. The art reminds me a lot of monstrous. <laughs> it's true. It it's got a lot of like very pretty. You know what? They're surreal. That's why it reminds oh, you of each other. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I got that information from Image Comics themselves and Previews World. Um, that clicking oh, you hear in the background is, is me pulling out my digital copy. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, um, guys. I, I'm kind of kind of carry on on this gimmick for it, right? Mm-hmm. There's one thing that I really like about. This this comic and that's its covers now covers are a huge component of comics for people anyway but one thing that i like about this one is that as the comics go on you kind of have this organ skin um blood vessel gore component kind of increase up the comic cover and it does represent how the story or reflects how the story escalates as the um as it goes on. Having read the digital copy, I didn't even catch that until yeah. you just... And it looks really pretty in your physical copy that you've done here. Yes. <laughs> uh, and it, that's just kind of a nice narrative effect. Yeah. It really um, adds something that I was missing before. Thank you. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and I really like the premise. Um, I don't think that Darcy and Ian are Americans. I think... Anyway, so the Holy American Empire is waging a war against Canada. Mm-hmm. And they're pretty much trying to neutralize everybody who's kind of these genetically modified humans. There's a lot of imagery with wings and there's a lot of imagery with 
Like just animal characteristics are really intense non-human characteristics. Yeah. But it's very obviously hypocritical because you get introduced to the upper echelon of the Holy American Empire Mm -hmm. and they are not human anymore. And so it's just kind of a very cool conversation um, that as an American, I find kind of interesting and have to ask the question... How do creatives in other countries see Americans? This is sort of like a double double whammy effect against like kind of talking about our relationship with the Christian state in America and then mm-hmm. also sort of colonialism mm-hmm. and also like you know the there's a there's a really intense moment where they said they they've taken out everybody but a small pocket of the resistance in Canada at this point and they're like no, I gotta finish this so that we'll be safe from criticism of our beliefs. They yeah. they they haven't been. Nobody has been mm-hmm. has been hurt. Like, but that it's that shield of narrative that they're. I thought a lot about that too. Yeah, kind of like discriminated against. Because yeah, of something you, that they are powerful. It, it to me reflects on like what is your mission? Like what are what are what's your goal versus like. What are you doing? <laughs> if yeah. What you're doing is shutting down people who disagree with you. Then is that really the crux of the issue? And it very obviously comes down to the fact that I mean, spoiler, they are not Christian in any sense. Um, but you really have this moment later on where that gets revealed to you in mm-hmm. a very intense way, mm-hmm. because you see sort of. They, they keep mentioning this field where the acolytes or whatever come to, I don't know, pay homage or whatever. And then you get a look at it through the eyes of a child, basically, and for the first time. And it's giant crucifixes with people nailed all the way up them. Yeah, it's not... It's This is an immature comic. Yes. Uh, it's definitely um, an intense experience. But I liked it. Yeah, because it's the, just that level of shock that kind of reminds me of Japanese horror done well, where it kind of takes the page flip to another level as well, mm-hmm. where when you flip the page, you do get a payoff there, which is important. Yeah. The, also, the um, the Christian imagery message is countered with a, a very um, earthy, I don't want to say native, uh, pagan kind of counter. Pagan. First, first peoples maybe like yeah the first peoples there we go uh where our hero little bird kind of has a power that stems from the earth in a sense she there's a lot of talk about how she's from the earth um what, i don't her... i don't want to give away specifically like well i was just thinking what was her mom's name because it was something very like yeah. so that they definitely and the art sort of in between their pictures or whatever, they're definitely pulling on indigenous peoples of Canada. Yeah. Where they have they have a lot more indigenous tribes that are still covering more space there mm-hmm. just because of the way the environment is up there versus mm-hmm. down here where we've like, you know what, we've got a couple of bogs we'll place you in America. Yeah. So but, yeah, it definitely like that's the that's the theme too, mm-hmm. is kind of Christianity versus um First people's mm-hmm. culture. So, what did you, what did you think of the writing? I was impressed by the sparseness of it. It's a very visual. They, they the the visuals and the art does the heavy lifting on telling you what's going on. There are a couple of bubbles, and they're packed full of information. A little bit of mood setting, but mostly just blunt force information. But it doesn't feel like exposition. It feels like 
those scenes like during Schindler's List where people are staring at each other from across the table and then they say like two sentences and those sentences mean so much that's kind of like this is the comic book version of that a little okay. bit yeah it was uh the the team really worked well together mm-hmm. I thought of kind of doing what you said they were doing they they use action to reinforce what was being said and with lovely little twists and I don't want to give those away but the from four to five it had a twist that um I really appreciated mm-hmm. which I'll talk to you off recording don't sure. you really know what yes. I'm talking about what did you but what did you think of Little Bird as character I really appreciate characters that are like her because it's sort of a it's a sort of piece of real estate in writing where there's a tiny female who is powered but unsure and kind of acquires power but also acquires sort of a deadliness to that power Mm -hmm. as they are sort of put through the flames like Buffy the Vampire Slayer gets a lot more harsh Mm -hmm. that's just the first example I can think of but there's a lot more of you know tiny females and sort of their tininess kind of adds to their dangerousness because we all know that children have no conscience and so having these kinds of world-changing personality changing things happen loss of safety loss of sanctity all of that stuff loss of parent figures will make a much scarier creature in the back end and then now we have an uncontrolled female character which plays right into like the crone and stuff which i love (laughs) so much her mama then raised her right though she did she she was orphaned really young to kind of go to that like loss of parental figures orphaned really young in the story um, and maintains her resolve. Well, because it, it was something she, she was her... prepared for. Yeah. So yeah, yeah she but was... she had her world rocked. There yeah. were a couple of reveals in here that I would be maybe not questioning what I'm doing, but I'd be really at a loss. Like, of, you know, should, where would I go next? Um, and her fortitude yeah. is like really like commendable. And there's because the plan really changes. Like the, it definitely yeah. changes. Like the things that mm-hmm. she thought she could count on are no longer. Mm-hmm. But we knew that going in. When she first got the plan sort of recited to, like, and she was sort of kind of letting us into, there's a plan, I gotta follow the plan. We knew that she was like, I feel like I'm in over my head. Yeah, and I think one of my favorite lines from her is she is kind of staring off into the distance, and there's another character who's trying to appeal to her and try to be like, we're still allies, right? And keep her focused, and all she does is turn around and go, I believe you. And I thought that was the kind of the best sentence of just like <laughs> letting this person really kind of overexcite themselves. And she's just like, I'm, I was, we're fine. <laughs> I was thinking about something else entirely. And I was like, how often has that happened to us? Where, it, anyway, that was um, just a really cool small component of it because it, it was a really insignificant scene. They moved on two panels later but it, it, it was solved some stuff yeah. though like it yeah. i mean i don't think they had anything that was actually insignificant it was putting one parenthesis end one parenthesis begin like it was laying it was very delicate like if you i bet you if i go back and i read this again i'm gonna pick up on so much more nuance than i did mm-hmm. this first read mm-hmm. like it is something that's I can already tell just looking at it through the first time. It's something that keeps on giving. I actually didn't write very many notes because I'm just like still trying to process. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about the format then. So I read it in single issues. Yes. And um, you read it kind of in a trade. I, I binged the shit out of it on my phone. And yeah. it was, it's kind of, I, when it comes to surreal stuff like this, I don't know. Some things are really benefited by that backlighting on a phone. 
other things it's just it, it probably is like monstrous if it if, if it ever does become collected i know they specifically said on the image website they have no plans of collecting it anytime soon but if it does ever become collected it's just gonna, it's gonna it's gonna be something i own um, yeah it there's a narrative reading it in single issues i thought was also really beneficial for me because one i get that beautiful narrative in the cover mm-hmm. two uh i got to sit on it i actually this was an issue that i read um, a series that I actually tried to read as they came out, which if you read comics and you have as many comics on your subscription list as I do, it's a challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I actually got time to sit on the issues and reflect on what was going on. And They do yeah. all have something to say. I mean, yeah. as a collection, it's satisfying, mm-hmm. but you are definitely fast-forwarding through a world, and I could see the benefit of that. I... I don't get to do things like that, but I'm kind of jealous. It's sort of, the only time I've ever experienced that was whenever I run Bitch Planet, and it does actually add to your experience. So, it, you know what, it's like, I feel bad for the kids these days because they're not going to be able to read Harry Potter every year as they get older with the characters. That's true. That's kind yeah. of how I'm thinking, like, I missed out on Little Bird, damn it. <laughs> you know, I have the single issues if you want to experience yeah, again. Yeah, just, <laughs> just give them to me once every time I see you, and I'm like, no. So... Uh, this is something I do recommend for people. Uh, as an action story, I think it's pretty good. It's um, and I think even as a as a think piece, it's yes, really good. Well, if we're recommending it, I do have to say that it's we've said it's mature. Mm-hmm. It's, we've said it's very gory and it's got mm-hmm. body horror body horror in it. But there is an implied rape of a child in it at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. So if you have issues with that kind of digesting that kind of family dynamic i would definitely steer clear yeah it, it's i would call it vm for very mature yeah yeah, and yeah. It, it's got some very sensitive content in it so be cautious yes. when picking it up it, it's something to challenge yourself with but it, some people just don't have the capacity so i kind of want to warn them i feel like this is something that um our friend who teaches comic classes might want to introduce at some point agreed yeah it definitely because he also teaches like sociology and stuff and sex classes yeah there you go Ta-da! yay cool. thank you for joining us for this very serious episode <laughs> dun, dun, dun. um hopefully you stuck it out for the full hopefully fewer than 20 minutes this thing is so uh <laughs> thanks for joining us hopefully we'll check you out next time bye, bye.